Ladies and gentlemen, now it's too late with Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in late night. It's Sherry Voluntary. Sherry, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? I could be doing better. I was I was discussing before the show that I don't like anyone. Right. We hate everyone now. Yeah. <laughs> but it, we didn't before. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, it's, it's a Mitch Hedberg thing. So, I mean, we hated everyone before, but we now we do now, too. Yeah. Right. But I feel like I'm starting off the show with some contention because I called you the number one producer in late night. But there certainly is someone who would disagree with you. It's Dave of Liberty Late Night joined, of course... By Mary of Liberty Late Night. Dave and Mary, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am also doing great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are so I'm positive. Thank you. I will excited to be here. Yeah, also fake it till you make it, you know. <laughs> they don't sound sure yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> so how have things been at Liberty Late Night since we last talked? It's oh the usual mess. Yeah, just yeah. A lot of good times. Yep. You know. Um we just enjoy it, and uh, I don't know, really, just the same old, same old. <laughs> All the three years. Friends. It's been three years now that we've been oh, doing oh. it. Yeah. Ooh. When was so, the when was the three year anniversary? Uh, it's kind of vague, you know. Like <laughs> we just our the whole thing started on our couch, you know, with our phone, yeah. and it became a show in a in a private. So it's group hard that to we say when of. it really started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, officially, like the green screen and all that came in, like probably in November, but we were doing a, a, a weekly show still in a Liberty group. It's supposed to tell people it's a green screen. Oh, I'm in the bar. Yeah, this the beautiful bar, bar I, mean, I built with bar. my bare hands. <laughs> when she started out, it, we started on our couch. I thought we were going to get the story of how the babies came about. Netflix and chill, right? <laughs> It's funny that you mentioned that, Mary, because not 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 Netflix and chill talking about your your three year anniversary, because this show that is airing September 1st, this is the four year anniversary of this program. Yay. The episode episode one of the gold standard debuted September 1st, 2017. Wow. And and the world was never the same since. Well, I tell you what, I really don't have anything to show for it. What do you guys? How much do you have to show for it? Well, the studio. I mean, we got this bar. We all have the memes. Yeah, because if you hadn't started the show and we hadn't started our show, you know, like, I mean, would we have really connected? We've met so many people. Yeah. So for me, that's the winning thing, honestly. Word. Now, that's I'll, that's. I'll, a, that's an interesting perspective because in i used to always kind of differentiate between like online friends and irl friends because because there was a difference right like with a lot of online friends you didn't you didn't really know those people like i'm i'm old enough that i i kind of i came up in the in the 90s and early 2000s and kind of you know doing some online gaming and stuff like that and you didn't know any of those people those were just those were just nameless faceless you know you know teabagger 6969 was not somebody <laughs> that you said oh that's my good friend teabagger 6969 i know that person but <laughs> but you fast forward to now and it's kind of a different i mean maybe partly because of what 
these programs actually are, but but partly because I, I guess just going into the future where online interaction is so much more commonplace. And I think because it's so much more commonplace, you're so much more likely to to kind of congregate with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. And then when you do that, I feel like you're also more likely to say, you know, hey, this doesn't have to remain here on the web. Like we can, you know, where are you from? Where are you from? Like I remember, I'm, I'm old enough. Tell me, tell me if this makes sense to you guys. Like I remember vividly being a young person and the like people are getting the internet and not everyone has it right like not everyone on your street has a nice computer or the internet and you had those like posters in the school library that says you don't you don't talk to people you don't you don't talk to people on the internet and you don't <laughs> tell them anything because every single one of them is wearing a ski mask and they're sitting here on the keyboard and they're going to rape you that's what's <laughs> going to happen if you talk to them but somewhere along the line that changed though didn't it <laughs> it did, well it, it, it did yeah. some of my friends don't understand it like i'm, I'm like I, I, we're taking the weekend off we're going down here and we're gonna go see some of our internet friends and we're like, like we're having some of our internet friends to stay over for the yeah. weekend and they're like what are your, are your kids <laughs> are gonna yeah. house? <laughs> but they feel like you know close friends because mm -hmm. it's been years and years you know that we've been mm -hmm. hanging out even sure. if it is I, I think people from our perspective too you know there's not that many of us, so we have to make friends over distance. And 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 we're older, too, now, and I think that's a little, like, now we have to tell the young kids, you know, if you're going to show your vagina on the interwebs, make sure that, you know, you're doing it without, <laughs> I don't know, you're, you're going to be able to live with it, Pear. Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> Dave, Mary, give me just a moment. No, Sherry, I want you to clarify that. So if you are going to show your vagina in that, make sure what now? Make sure that you can live with the, you know, it being out there forever. Maybe it's a record. Like if you're young enough, it's a record of how things used to be before the babies <laughs> and stuff. Like you might want to have that around, hang around, hanging around the house or something. I don't know. This is, we're, we're not seven <laughs> minutes into the show, you guys. We're not seven. Austerity. <laughs> we're not, we're not seven minutes into this, but. I do want to say, before we get too close to our first commercial break, so this is, because this is the four-year anniversary of the show, and we do have our wonderful friends Dave and Mary here, this is sort of a special edition episode of It's Too Late, where I thought, we're don't, first of all, calm down, we're still going to do the meme and the viewer mail, and then everyone can leave after the <laughs> second segment, but I thought that this week we would do something a little bit different. Um... I've seen some people criticize, and 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 I and I don't know if maybe criticize is a strong word, but I I've I've done this myself, where I've said, you know, it's great when people are constantly sharing all the data and the graphs and the charts related to kind of the era of the pandemic that we're in, talking about masks, talking about vaccines, talking about the efficacy of lockdowns and mandates, and I and I think that there's a useful place for that. Um, however. That's, I feel like that's really been done, and the, the data's out there, and if you really want to go investigate it, you can. And so what I thought we might do on the show tonight is really look at things more from the human perspective. And so that, that kind of inspired me to do this episode as sort of life in the age of COVID. Um, so us, ironically enough, who are here on the show tonight. So my episode 100 was March of 2020. Which, that in some ways, that seems like yesterday, right? Because in a lot of ways, it feels like 
everyone's lives have just sort of been suspended in animation and you're just you're just waiting for all this nonsense to end right you're just waiting for all this silliness to go away so we can all get back to normal and yet here we are i mean it's freaking september 2021 and here we sit so i mean you like i'm getting i'm i'm way closer to episode 200 now than 100 and so, and, and I know you guys, and by the way, I'm not ragging on you guys again for not coming to episode 100. I, I can see the looks on your faces in my monitor of, oh, great, here we fucking go. But, <laughs> but, but what, I, what I mean to say, though, is just like, it, it's, it's, it's interesting that it happened around that time, because I, I, re I remember it vividly. Like, that's, I was in the throes of planning the show, and we were organizing the band and the guests and, and all the different things, and I was working with Blake to set up the stage and all that. And, and this stuff was coming up in the news. And I feel like as late as March, it was still more of a, yeah, I heard about that somewhere. Is this a thing? Like, is this something I'm supposed to be concerned about? Or is this just a stupid thing that they're saying on TV and I don't care because most of what they say on TV is crap. Um, so I'll throw it over to you guys. Um, it's It's been, I mean, what, 18 months now. So I'll start there and we can kind of bat this around before our first commercial break. Would you have ever guessed in March of 2020 that we would be sitting here having a conversation about this in September of 2021? No. <laughs> no, no. I thought I thought it'd be two weeks flatten the curve, and then we're back to normal life, right? I really. I, I mean, I hoped that we wouldn't yeah. be, and then the longer it went on, it was obvious. Yeah, it, it didn't take long to realize what was happening. At first, it was like, okay, okay, we'll we'll do what they're saying makes sense. We don't want to overrun the hospitals. Let everybody get their chance to be sick, but in a in a nice pace. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, no, nobody gets sick. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember because, of course, we were the the studio space that we were doing the show in, as well as that we were going to do the live episode in. Um, that was also a rental space for Blake and I would rent out that facility. And I mean, we were we were booking the event hall. Like, right? Like, I mean, we were, because of course the graduation season is a really popular season for parties and reunions and get togethers. So through, through kind of like that March to early June. And we were basically booked out to like the first or second week of June, which not only is a testament to like how much business we ended up losing, but it was also a testament to people were booking the venue. Like people weren't thinking, oh no, I better not go have a party because we're all going to get sick and die. So, I mean, as late as the first week of April, I mean, we still had people saying, hey, is the venue available? Can I, like, people didn't care. Like, it, it wasn't really, it wasn't really on a lot of people's radars yet, I think, even as late as April of 2020, that, oh, this is something that's going to affect us, and I can't. Like, I feel like I can't do X hadn't really factored into the equation yet. But then shortly thereafter, there was this monumental shift from, well, I'll just do whatever I want to, oh, I can't do that. Right. Yeah, it seemed like we were ahead of the curve, like, because of the, you know, you know, all the uh, conspiracy friends we have and stuff like that mm -hmm. actually scared me first because the, 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 the news wasn't talking about it like it was dangerous. It was my friends who were like sending me clips from China and, and all this stuff that they suspected is going on. And I'm like, and so we were we were scared. We we're like, what what is this? The the news says it's fine, but all of our friends are saying like millions of people are dying and they're they're they got fields of bodies burning in China. And so that's why we got nervous right away. And then as the news started to hype it up, we we're like, 
we were seeing the numbers and stuff and we're like, oh, this, this ain't that bad. And it was like, we were always a little ahead. I yeah, remember so. the week of your, um, you know, uh, 100th episode and um, it was it was a really hard decision, you know, and I mean, I I can take the razzing and all that of us <laughs> not being there. Uh, it was a really hard decision, though, you know, because mm-hmm. I remember like booking everything, having it already. The kids knew we were going on a trip, you know, and then to have to say like, OK, we're not going and then they're sad and we're sad and. It's just, and then, you know, canceling everything. And it, it's just a really weird time. And then the, um, the regret shortly after, like, we should have just went because yeah. it's nothing. But then, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, I just kept thinking, like, this is this is this uh, virus. And, you know, the kids touch everything. And yeah, they're driving yeah. 10 hours away. And they're going to be, like, licking, you know, their fingers after touching walls. <laughs> and, and you know, stops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so windows. I just, yeah. And I, I just, yeah, it was really, it was a hard choice. We made it. it That's is what it is. That's an interesting point. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but I want to remember that for after the meme of the week in the viewer mail, talking about the the spreading and the kids touching everything and disinfecting and the videos from China. So I want to remember all that because all that stuff was things that we all vividly recall being big talking points that then all of a sudden we're like, shh, you know, or oops, never mind, you know, it, it kind of kind of how the narrative evolved over time. So we're going we're gonna to touch on that when we come back from this first commercial break. We're going to be back with the meme of the week in the viewer mail right after this break. Don't go away. Hey, Sherry. Yes? What time is it? Meme of the week! Two weeks to flatten the curve. Followed, of course, by just until we have a vaccine. And then just 70% of us are vaccinated. Just until nobody ever dies again. (laughs) Until nobody ever dies again. Ever again. That makes me sad because there's people that I want to die. (laughs) <laughs> it's an honorable we do we do have a bonus me- week that, uh, bleh, bonus meme this week check it out <laughs> I, I think i saw her in walmart this is oh god this is another one of those viewer specials that if you're listening to the podcast and not watching the show you're <laughs> actually you know what you're really not missing much right. the little <laughs> pikachu pants man <laughs> That meme, by the way, was inspired by the fact that, so Sherry and I were actually talking before tonight's show that the the people who are most like vocal about wanting to curtail <laughs> liberty, wanting to enforce lockdowns and mandates, wanting to enforce their will upon others, they are the most unimpressive people. <laughs> just people. They're just very unimpressive people versus... Yeah. 
some of the most heavily resistant are more just impressive human beings. Yes. I mean, I know I'm, I know I'm biased on that, but have you seen some of these people? Like, yes. And you couldn't be more right. Your, your target on the meme was, was right. (laughs) Yeah. Let's, uh, let's answer some viewer mail. Part of the show. First question comes tonight from Andrew Avery, who writes, Dear Alan and Sherry and Dave and Mary. How did he know? I don't know. Magic. If you tell me you have a split personality, are you being frank? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I look like a frank. Do do any of you... Do you ever do that? Do you ever look at people and, and say, you know, you look like a... Yeah. Oh yeah. Not not faggot. Asshole. You look like a in the person's right. name. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That depends on what mood I'm in. Dave, you look like a Dave. Yeah, I don't that, think anyone here okay. looks like a Frank. Yeah. Gonna say that. Yeah. I, I feel like a Frank. So Frank needs to look like the guy. Uh, oh man, the 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 dude from Cheers. The those the two guys at the end of the bar, not the mailman. Norm. The other one. Norm. Norm. That's yeah. what Frank looks like. <laughs> I don't know. I can't see him as a Frank. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a good friend, Frank, so I'm like, well, maybe if Norm lost some weight. <laughs> right. What, but what does Frank look like? He's an old guy. Not my Frank. He's, he's... your Frank. Yeah. My yeah. Your Frank. Yeah, your Frank. Uh, oh, he's nondescript. Yeah. He, he likes to stay out of yeah. stay out of the scene. Yes. Like, okay. He's Italian. Yeah, so if he's Italian, then that explains it. Mm. Um, Franco, Franco. Adam Sakosin Frank. writes, Dear Alan and Sherry and David Mary, have you ever used a Ouija board or otherwise practiced in the dark arts? Goodness, no. No. Uh, I used a Ouija board when I was younger. I didn't know what it was, you know? Uh, that explains So I was like eight. And then I told my mom, and she's like, you did what? And I was like, okay, I'm so sorry. I'll never do that again. But I would not touch it now. I don't want any of that funk you in my used, life. You used a Ouija board to tell someone online your identity? <laughs> <laughs> Sherry, any dark arts? Uh, of course. I'm practicing the dark arts all the time, babe. Like, And I've, I've used a Ouija board before, you know. Got possessed a little bit. It's worked out for me. What can I say? I'm using one right now. <laughs> well, that... Certainly <laughs> explains the delay in OBS. Uh, <laughs> Mike Meharry writes, Dear Alan and Sherry and Dave and Mary, if you were a guest in another country and monkey brains were served to you during a meal, how would you handle it? Like I said, as, as long as it's not served out of a screaming monkey's skull, I, I, might, take a, I might take a bite. Monkey brains. And then I'd yeah. be like, nah, not for me. 
or um, I might like it. You don't, don't know, know until if, you try it. If it would be more rude of me to to decline the the meal or to throw up on the table, so <laughs> I'd have to do the pros and cons of both. What's more rude? Yeah, and this, you, have, you have to know the culture. Yeah, yeah. some let's, places that probably means you liked it. Let's check in with dog connoisseur Sherry Voluntary. Sherry, you've eaten dog. <laughs> would you eat monkey brains? I'd give it a try. I mean, you know, you only live once. You might as well die trying, right? <laughs> um, Mike, the answer is at least it's not bat. Um, Eric Eli writes, dear Alan and Sherry and Mike, or, and Mike and Dave and Mary, uh, do you like gator tail? Or, or, so we're moving on from monkey to gator. What do you think about gator? I've never had it. Never had it. I but, would want to yes, go somewhere. I would try that, it. I, I think I would give that a whirl. I want to go somewhere that would have, yeah. that would be like, you know, they were experts at cre making gator tail. I don't want to just find gator tail at Walmart and find somebody to, you know what I mean? <laughs> or, or like my cousin, I shot this out in the pond with my pellet gun through in the microwave. You want to give it a shot? We'll right. put some butter on it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I tried frog legs for the first time. My cousin just, shot just, it. Just to be clear. Just like with last week's question from Lyle about the gas station, Mary said she didn't get the gator tail in Walmart. She it, got it at Walmart. Just just at from someone. Walmart. Just someone who yeah. was at Walmart. Sherry, <laughs> learn them something. What do you think about gator? I I like all kinds of tail uh, myself, but um, the gator I had before was a little fishy, but it was in you know, the desert of Colorado, so I'm thinking it might just have been a little off. Huh. I didn't like it. Because fresh gator. <laughs> yeah, you need fresh gator too. Fresh when tail I'm in, is always better. When I'm in Colorado, I think look out for the gators. <laughs> exactly. I was at a festival, you know. Sure, sure you were. You were you were <laughs> at you were at the festival at Walmart, and that's where you <laughs> uh Ryan Seifert writes, Dear Alan and Sherry and Dave and Mary, what do you dislike the most about where you live? Dave and Mary, what do you dislike the most about where you live? Uh, winter. The long winter. I don't mind winter, you know, coming in December. If it left January, I'd be fine. But February, March, it gets depressing and I'm done with the cold. See, I'm, I'm not allowed to complain about winter. That way I can complain all summer. Yeah. <laughs> really? Really, I like it here. I mean, the winters are kind of long. Long, it's depressing. <laughs> But I like I like having all the the seven seasons, even the nasty ones. Like to have all the semens? Is that? Is that what you're... <laughs> I said okay. Semens. All right. Uh, Sherry, what do you dislike most about where you live? The bubbas. The bubbas. Like the bubbas. Yeah. The you know the guys with the the Punisher flag and the thin blue line and the Gadsden flag all in the same with, truck with a big, huge American flag stuck on a pole in the back, like duct taped around. Yeah. Those dudes. I don't like that. Well, neocons as we call them. <laughs> well, I, I think I speak for everyone when I say that what we dislike the most about where we're from is the people we don't like. <laughs> Just everyone. <laughs> it's the people we don't like. Uh, and finally this evening, Derek Truesdale writes, Dear Alan and Sherry and Dave and Mary, will you be taking the vaccine? He, he called it something else, but I think he's just trying to avoid getting murdered by the, the FBI. So <laughs> that, that's a, I don't even know if we should answer this question now or if we should wait till the next segment because it kind of leads us into what we're going to talk about. But I guess, I guess we'll do it now since it's technically a viewer mail question. 
Um, assuming you haven't already, will you be taking the jab? I'm going to say probably not. And I, 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 had a, I had a discussion with my friend about this earlier, and he's very anti. And he actually got mad at me because I, I talked about thinking about it, like thinking about like like getting outside of our echo chamber and and actually looking at the pros and cons of it and try to ignore all the politics involved and all the tyranny involved and just say, is this a good decision for me and my family? Are we at risk and stuff like that? And and I keep I keep coming back to no. <laughs> I, mean, I don't yeah. want to. But, well, I, but I did want to think about it honestly. I didn't. I didn't want to just resist for the sake of resisting. Well, before I say anything else, Sherry, that'd be a big fat no for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, I was. I was going to say really quick to uh, to Mary before we take our next commercial break. I. It's very interesting how your answer was. I don't want to. Mm. As opposed to no, and I feel like that says a lot about kind of where we're at in society and with other people that the correct answer is, is you don't want to, but you might be, you might be afraid that the answer that you, that what you want doesn't matter. Mm. And that's it could, it could come to that. And that freaks me out. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thanks a lot, Derek asshole. You ruined viewer mail, <laughs> but we're going to, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about life in the age oh, of COVID serious. right after this commercial break. Don't go away. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. Welcome back to the show. We're still here with our guests this evening, the hosts of Liberty Late Night. It's Dave and Mary. Dave and Mary. And the viewers are still here. <laughs> the the viewer. Oh. Hi, Celeste. Hi, Celeste. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, we would say Lyle and Celeste, but, but Lyle doesn't have any internet or electricity oh, right now yeah. from the hurricane, think, so it's just yeah, Celeste. Yeah, has been swept away. Yeah. So Gross. I want to jump back. We're we're gonna we're gonna pull a sake and we're gonna circle back to the beginning of the show. Uh, Dave, you were talking about those videos, and, and you said that you you know you were kind of ahead of the curve, and you had buddies that were sharing these videos from China of oh look at the the dead are just lining the streets and all that. Yeah. And that that I that was not actually something that was on my mind to talk about, but I I remember that time, and my default position was this is bullshit. But mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people saw that and they were like, well, I, I don't know if I really have a strong reason. Like, I don't necessarily have a lot of evidence to prove or disprove it. So I'm going to err on the side of caution. And of course, now we know, fast forwarding to now, that there was never a time that this was the Black Plague that you literally were like, you know, walking down the sidewalk and just had to step over corpses. That was absolutely nonsense. But it was out there and it was propagated for a long time. And so I feel like maybe that'll be an interesting place for us to start uh, with thinking of all the things that we came across, things that were in the news, things that kind of made it through the cycle, if you will, that came and went, that in hindsight we realized, well, that was ridiculous. But how it gets 
pushed on people until it doesn't. Yeah, I think I think what the initial fear that we had, it, it was because it was fr coming from the, the counter media, basically, which I consider my conspiracy theorist friends, that this wasn't on the, the mainstream corporate news. This was what I was getting in my groups and, and, and across, you know, in our little echo chambers. And I'm like, why aren't they telling us like what's going on here? Because this this stuff looks scary. And and but they were th at that point they were saying masks weren't effective. Don't buy masks. But that turned out to be, I don't know if it's a lie or a double lie, because <laughs> they didn't want to buy all the masks. So, but but yeah, that that's what that's what alarmed me at first was because it was it was my friend saying it and not I wasn't seeing it on the TV or on on the podcast and news and stuff like that. Well, I, yeah, I I think. Something that's kind of always jumped out at me is is that, so first of all, I try to tell people, like, the corporate press are liars, and the government is full of liars. We know this. And so since we already know that that's, that's what their character is built of, then it's it's never a bad bet to just assume the worst of those people. <laughs> and, then, and then maybe be pleasantly proven wrong as opposed to assume they're right and then them lead you down the wrong the wrong road and so my my default position always was all of this is bs and and i've made it very clear on the show you know i've never worn a mask not even once i got to go anywhere i've never done it and and i'll admit part of it was my my attitude of i'm not going to be told what to do you know i'm not going to be made to be like i'm not aggressing on you because i breathe air that's not we're not going to play that game and, and we're not going to play that game because that's going to open up I mean, that's going to open up Pandora's box of, oh, you know, that, that guy looked at me the wrong way. That's a microaggression, and now I'm suing you. Like, you, I could totally see where stuff like that becomes not a joke in real life if, if you can prove that someone breathing uninhibited has, has violated your rights. Like, I can see the slippery slope. Um, do, do, you see, do you guys see any other kind of signs and evidence of that, of you know, how, how little things along the way have chipped away and chipped away to become the justification for anything, you know, six months down the road, a year down the road, 18 months down the road. I know. I mean, at first, were they counting the deaths? Was that at first, that was like the number that they were focused on. And then they changed it to just the number of people who were getting it. Yeah, cases. And yeah. Yeah, so, um, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, asymptomatic, is, are they even talking about that anymore? <laughs> that was a thing. Mm -hmm. um, and now I feel like it just, it's constantly changing. And so, um, you, or, uh, I don't know how to say it, but it does. I feel like everything that they're saying, how they're manipulating it and changing uh, the narrative, uh, you know, just, to suit their needs each each time each time they decide to move the goalposts you know mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> i mean we really believe that we were only going to be locked down for two weeks, two weeks. and you know are yeah, we looking at it yeah that ugh. well anyway sorry it, <laughs> well that 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 makes me think about how 
you know, those, those people, you know, the corporate press, the, the CDC, the, the WHO, whoever, you know, those people will always throw back at you. Well, we were acting on what we thought at the time. We were acting on our, our best information, our evidence, or, oh, you know, you're citing some study that's contrary to what we're doing. Well, you're, you're doing that today. We didn't have that study, you know, a year ago. And it's not that that's wrong. My problem is, is that, but they always, so you're admitting that you don't know all the answers, but you always err on the side of authoritarianism. Whereas people mm-hmm. like us tend to err on the side of liberty. And they're, they're I mean, that, that's, to me, that's the huge gulf between us and them is that if we know, I mean, I don't think any of us here tonight are going to argue that we have all the answers. I'm not a doctor, but. I, I tend to err on the side of people making that choice for themselves. Yeah. And to see uh, other actual doctors get silenced and taken, uh, their licenses taken away or their, yeah. you know, YouTube channels taken down, how Facebook has become incredibly uh, censoring. I mean, it's become terrible. But the, you know, we thought it was bad before, but like we're not allowed to even talk about the other side though. Well, what if this, you know, it's like they don't have all the answers, but they're not going to say like, let's listen to some other folks or let people make their own decision. No, our science is the answer. And it was and so politicized all along the way, especially mm-hmm. when 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 Trump was starting the project Warp Speed or whatever, and he's he's throwing ideas out there, and, and some of them seem like they might have been valid ideas, but because they came out of his mouth, they couldn't, we couldn't take that seriously, and we actually had to start banning stuff mm-hmm. so that people didn't, you know, try something else, mm-hmm. which really bothered me. There there were so many things too where they. They would like, you know, you'd have the the counter press, let's say the counter culture press saying these these things, you know, could be a possibility. And they the the mainstream media, the corporate press would deny that until it suited their narrative. And then when they couldn't hide it anymore, they started coming out with like, oh, well, this was you know, we just didn't know before. But now we're seeing like how comes so many people could figure it out the other doctors that are the counter narrative um that are are saying how come they could figure it out and that's not valid science but the science and their control of the narrative is okay like it's very strange so yeah it's so i mean it's the exact same phenomenon there where i feel like uh, us here on the show tonight uh as it pertains to media as it pertains to social media to content creators like us i feel like of course, there's all manner of people spouting things that I disagree with, disapprove of, or if not outright think that they're abhorrent. But in fact, some of our, our opponents on this very issue are doing exactly that. But if if I were made, you know, I'm the czar, I'm going to be made the czar of, of big tech and media, I would still err on the side of it being a free-for-all and allowing allowing people to just go into that and do the marketplace of ideas and shout each other down. And I would err on the side of that versus erring on the side of I'm going to explicit, explicitly turn down the volume knobs on the people I don't like and turn up the volume knobs of the people I do like. Not because I, I wouldn't on a personal level love to do that to some of these SOBs, but <laughs> that I understand that that would come back to haunt us and that that power would then be used in all sorts of incredible and expanding ways on other issues. I know people have brought up, I don't, I don't want to do, do too much changing topics, but people have brought up the topic of war 
of when 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 the drums are beaten for the next great American empire intervention, they're going to use some of these same tools. You know, Facebook and Twitter are going to be silencing you guys and flagging you as misinformation when you speak out against the next war in the same way that they did about COVID. And it and it it's it just again it, it shows the the intellectual disconnect that so many of these people that are so you know oorah lockdown mandate don't see that this is going to come back and bite them too whenever the next topic comes up or whenever there's the next change in the power in the White House or whatever that they don't approve of. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I like the idea of of we have such a powerful tool with social media. If it could be like a free market of ideas like that and open dialogue so that yeah like stupid ideas can get shouted down maybe and but at least everybody has their chance to say what they want to say yeah that, otherwise that's, we just silenced that's so beautiful i'm gonna i'm gonna leave this on you guys is this not exactly the same they don't they don't ban flat earthers why not <laughs> i'm serious why don't they oh ban gosh. flat earthers mm-hmm that's evidently not a threat to the narrative yeah yeah and and it's yeah. it's it's kind of like the attitude of I'm I'm happy for you to tell me what an idiot you are and then I can decide whether or not to avoid you, but they do right. do this to like actual doctors and medical professionals and epidemiologists that don't agree with the narrative, but they don't do it to flat earthers. That that's that's astounding where we're at. They'll take Bill Gates' advice over an actual doctor who just disagrees and says, well, this science, you know, doesn't point to that. But but Bill Gates says, so yeah. yes. I can't say his name anymore. I guess it got canceled. Well, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah, Bill Gates has been canceled. You can't talk about yeah. him anymore. Um, well, changing gears a little bit is uh, I had talked to you guys before the show when we were getting ready for this. And, and Mary, you had specifically talked to me about... Um, the effect this has had on your kids. I know you guys have a have a house full of youngins uh, of different ages, and this 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 kind of whole era in history is is that terrible combination of they're, they're, they could be potentially missing out on things that we all got to enjoy, and and also it's things that you feel like it's kind of it's in some ways things are out of your hands. Like you know, I don't run the CDC. I'm sorry, baby. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't control right. the state of Pennsylvania or whatever. So, you know, I, we're, we're going to do the best we can to make your lives as, as good as we can make it. But there's, there's forces outside of our control that are conspiring to make that difficult. So, so talk to us a little bit about how things have been at home. Uh, when it first started, uh, <clears throat> I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to talk to the kids about it. You know, I didn't, yeah, we did kind of shield them for quite a bit <clears throat> because um, they're, they're kids. You know, I don't want them to have to think about this and deal with this. Uh, but, you know, eventually, obviously, you know, things are shut down. You know, we're having to not we weren't even going to the store like Dave would be the one to go to the store because we weren't going to drag the kids out in the masks. And in the beginning, we were nervous, um, you know, maybe for the first like couple months, just a little bit nervous. Wanted to see how um, it played out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and. But um, my, my son, our, our middle one, uh, turned seven, and it was six weeks into the two-week lockdown thing, flatten the curve, you know? Uh, and so his birthday, we, we made him a cake or whatever he wanted to have, and he blew out his candles. And he never tells me his wish, but that time he did. And um, it broke my heart because mm -hmm. he wished 
he told me, I wish the COVID didn't exist. And I was like, what the heck? You know, like that made me like so sad because kids are supposed to be wishing for unicorns and spaceships and, you know, trips to Disney World and all this jazz. But there's my kid saying, I wish COVID didn't exist because I can't see my friends. We can't go out. We can't go to restaurant. Everything's closed. You know, there's no Chuck E. Cheese. You can't even go to a freaking park because they got tape all around. They the took playground. the swings away. They took the swings away. Yes. Basketball down. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it it just broke my heart. Uh, even my, my oldest, he's 12 now, but, um, last year he had a really hard time because uh, everyone was at a different place, you know, like uh, about hanging out and, mm-hmm. and do we hang out with these people? Uh, they're not, these, these folks aren't ready to hang out yet. Uh, this family's not ready to hang out yet. So, um, he was missing his friends, like being in person, you know, with, and I said, when everybody's ready, you know, it'll happen. Uh, but I remember him, you know, um, just being so upset, you know, and looking at his little face and I'm thinking my babies should not have to deal with this, yeah. you know, this forcing of, mm-hmm. and the, the fear, the fear mongering, you know, yeah. um, extra it, it anxiety just, that kids don't need to have. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't need to deal with this. And, and, and childhood's short, man. And they're, they're, so they're losing years now. We're into years that mm-hmm. they're, that they're yeah. being stunted. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't imagine we're lucky we homeschool, so we don't have to deal with all that. And thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a, a lot of the stuff that was, you know, going on normally homeschool years are filled with oh, yeah, activities and, yeah. um, you know, field mm-hmm. trips and things like that. And there was like none of that, um, for, from March till the end of that school year. Yeah, Cub Scouts got shut down. Scout, yeah. Uh, the, the beginning of the new school year was still, it was kind of like, mm, iffy. Cub Scouts, everything with Zoom calls, you know, and it's like, this isn't how no. life is supposed to be lived. And that's where at a certain point we were just like, you know what? this isn't how life is supposed to be lived. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't want our kids to live like this is not, this is not okay. You know, and people yeah. aren't just dropping dead on the street. From yeah. COVID, I haven't seen the know? cart go by. Yeah. Bring out your dead. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> things changed. And we've said to our friends, we respect you and your decisions. And mm-hmm. whenever you guys are ready, we're here, but like, we're totally ready to hang out whenever anyone's ready to hang out. That's what I noticed. Most of, most of the, the non-vaxxers are okay with your choice. You, you can do what you choose to do. I have a couple who aren't, <laughs> who are just anti-anti, but but for for the most part. It, but I've also noticed that like in in real life, it's not as bad as it feels on the internet. Like all the really loud opinions are on Twitter and on Facebook, and those sure. are the posts that get the they get all the reactions, they get all the comments. But when you're just out at work, you see that like even that guy that that was preaching mass on the on the internet, I see him and and he's got it down below his nose, or he's not wearing it when he isn't you know when he doesn't have to it's like you don't really believe what you're preaching on the internet and it's weird how people incorporated incorporated that into their their personality who they are you know that mm-hmm. this is i am i'm this is why i'm good because i'm doing <laughs> these things for for the community yeah well that's a sherry i, I want to turn this over to you for a minute because I, I know you've got a, a couple of young ones one that's not so young one's a i guess a man a man nowadays but yes. But uh, uh, the the daughter is still young and close to the uh, same age as Dave and Mary's young ones, but uh, okay. the, the son is, so he would have been the equivalent of a graduating senior. And you and I had talked about how, I mean, any time of life is important. Like, I don't want to feel like, oh, this time is more important than that, that time. Everyone's lives and experiences are important. But 
you know, I can remember being 17 and 18 and, and all the things that go into taking trips and seeing some of your friends perhaps for the last time because you're about to go out into the world and or go to college or start a career or, you know, or you're moving out and you think of like proms and homecomings and, and, and walking and graduation and that, that didn't happen for a lot of people and it's extra bad because those are things that you don't reschedule. They're just gone now. Right. They're just gone. I, thankfully, um, you know, we homeschool as well, or I homeschool. And so uh, the homeschool umbrella school that we use here in Tennessee, they actually had a graduation ceremony for the first time. Um, and so that was really great. That wasn't stolen from my son, but from a lot of his friends who graduated the year before, it was just done. And and I think it is really important and in this way that we don't have that many rites of passage in our society anymore, right? Like graduating from high school is a big rite of passage for most kids into adulthood. And that's a pretty clear marker of you, you need to move into adulthood now. And uh, we just, they just lost that. And they, like you said, they don't get it back. And and I, I know someone whose daughter committed suicide. Um, and that was like, it was just one more thing that happened to her. And so I'm not going to say that that was the only reason, but it certainly was. She was pretty healthy before COVID. And then she was one of the people who sadly suffered greatly mentally that, that the, the people who are all about um, forcing their, their medical treatments and everything else on, on folks in lockdowns, they just write those deaths off as if they don't matter. And they, they really, you know, they, they want to act as if every single death from COVID means that you should alter your life and live in fear, but every single death from every other consequence of the lockdowns and the mandates and the, the vaccine, those just don't matter. They, they're not for your safety. So I, I, I really, um, I think it's, it has been devastating for a lot of people. It's certainly devastating for that family and thousands of other people who have not fared nearly as well. Uh, mentally as as some of us have over this time. Well, I think on that note, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about um, some some of the challenges maybe we've had with with extended family and other relationships, and then maybe talk about some of our professional challenges as well. Uh, so we'll do that right after this break. Guys, don't go away. <laughs> If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Wait, who did the hua? That, that was me. This oh. time. I just a little <laughs> yeah, uh, bigger sure. into it. Um... So I, I just thought about something in, in the break, uh, and Sherry, don't don't let me forget this because I want to uh, touch on this with you as well. Um, we have already talked about, Dave and Mary, the the concept of the jab, and while, you know, a lot, a lot of people, perhaps in our niche, are a firm no, but then again, some of us, if we're being honest with ourselves, it's I don't know, because you, you, in, you might have that decision forced upon you. Um, 
I, I don't know, Dave, if this is something or Mary, that this is something that you've had to deal with on a personal level. And you're more than welcome to not discuss it if you don't want to. But was there any concern about, well, I might have to take the jab whether I want to or not because of a policy at work or because of an extended family member or something like that? I, uh, I'm a stay at home mom. And, um, so I'm not going to make her, he's not going to make her. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but I, I do worry about, uh, if, if work were to, no. uh, mandate it, you know, and then I think like, well, if Dave gets it, then I feel like, I mean, should I get it it's because he had to get it? You know, it's it just that like, uh, I feel bad. I don't want you, <laughs> but if you're going to get an enlarged heart, I'm going to um, get one too. <laughs> Um, you know, and then I think about my parents, but they, they both, they are elderly. Well, elderly, my mom would kill me if I called her that, but she is, she's 75. My dad's 68, which still young, uh, but they both have, you know, um, medical, you know, things, issues, complications. complications. Um, so they made that decision for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, my mom, you know, tries to let me know that it's, she'd love it if I got it, but she, you know, doesn't being relatively good about it. She is being very nice about it. Um, but my dad doesn't say anything, um, but I do wonder, you know, as far as for them, like, or would I, could we possibly give them anything? Some of, I don't, but even if you get the jab. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm almost still, more worried about them bringing it here. Yeah. Like now if you have the jab, <laughs> like you apparently can like, yeah. you're the one giving it to people who don't have it. So. Well, Mary, I know. But I don't anyone to be forced to have it ever no 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 they shouldn't be i'm sorry go ahead yeah i i know you had brought up to me earlier the situation um with your godfather yes if you wanted to tell people about that yes um he went into a home um in 2019 and um you know he was kind of up and down you know parkinson's you know dementia that kind of stuff and just it didn't seem like he was going to come home. And, um, once COVID hit, they shut everything down and mm -hmm. he was already not doing really well, but then, um, it was obvious that he was going to be passing soon and no one was allowed to be in there with him. Like my, I, I always call them aunt and uncle. Um, but like my aunt Kay wasn't allowed to be in there with him to hold his hand, you know, when he took his last breaths. And I think like, oh my God, I would break a window to get in there to be with Dave. And I don't know, I don't care. I would rip him out and jump off a roof, <laughs> you know, like, I don't care. I'm not the people who are suffering, who cannot be there with their loved ones to hold their hands in their final moments, you know, like that is sick. Like that is disgusting and terrible beyond awful. Um, and he, yeah, he died in April of 2020 and, you know, the funeral, it was like immediate family only masks. Yeah. You know, you had to sit so far apart. They, you know, did a, a live stream of it, you know, because other people couldn't be there. It's, it's, uh, taking away the people's, you know, um, right to be there with their family. You can't, you don't, you don't get that moment back. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you can't like oh, well, now things are open. Let's bring Uncle Mel back. And, you know, we, yeah. you don't get it with that. So, I don't know. It's if really upsetting. If there's one thing that I know for certain from from 
four plus years of having done a show is that I feel confident between you guys, me, Dave, Sherry, we can absolutely live stream our funerals. A hundred percent. Like good, good quality production, you know, some advertisement, sell some ad space. Um, Sherry, I, I, I want to have you chime in on that. Uh, the, the, the concept of having a very uncomfortable decision forced upon you and then perhaps having to make an uncomfortable decision or, or make a decision you don't want. I guess in that sense, it's coercion. So it's not really making a decision, right? It's being forced upon you because, right. I mean, you got to live, right? You got to, you got to eat, you got to work, you got to pay the bills. And right. that's what they're doing to people. It absolutely is. I mean, my, my ex-husband is having possibly this issue uh, coming up and it's, it's like all the buzz amongst his colleagues um, of, is this, we're going to have to do this or not. And so when he told me, I was like, you know, I'm behind you, whatever you decide to do, I, I don't care. You know, the, the standard of living can go down. Like I want you to make the decision that you're comfortable with. And, and if that means that you take a pay cut and we, we figure out something else because our finances are still intertwined, then I'm behind you because I, I just, it's, you know, all the, the evidence of the people that got COVID and had natural immunity to it are actually faring well, better than people who are getting these, um, uh, injections that are actually making the symptoms worse and prolonging it and uh, all these things. So th there's, there's like this, this contradiction of, you know, what the mainstream, um, what the government wants and what they're pressuring companies to do and the virtue that people want to signal that I'm a good person because I care about you, but they don't care about your freedom, right? They don't care about the rights uh, and the humanity, like, like, my my ex's um, husband or father actually died alone in Hungary in the same situation um, because they just there was nobody there to be with him. Um, and his his mother is in a, a similar situation. He can't visit her in Canada uh, because she's in a home and they're just not allowing it. So th I'm sure there are a lot more older people who would rather just die of, of COVID if that was the case and be able to see their families one last time than to be kept away from their families. So the inhumanity of it all and the decisions being forced on people, like I said, hard no. I mean, if, if there was another development, maybe, you know, you're always reconsidering, but you have to, you have to make the choice that's best for you. And, and the way I view it is I might, eventually I, I can't see myself taking it, but for some reason, if I had to, but my kids are not getting this, I am not giving this. I mean, my daughter, my son is old. He's going to make his own decisions. My, my daughter is 11 years old. She has not had children. She is not getting this, this junk like that is not going to happen. So she came to me crying one night, um, really worried about it. I guess she had heard about it at her co-op or whatever. And, and she was worried they were going to force her and she's bawling. And I'm like, honey, they will have to come through me. This is not going to happen to you. I don't care what I have to do. They'll have to strap me down. And I didn't want to say, you know, they'll have to kill me because I want to worry more. But it, just <laughs> to reassure kids is so tough because there's so much, even our kids, you know, like Dave and Mary and myself, they're homeschooled. They're not in public schools and, and getting all of that stuff, bombarding them constantly, but it still seeps in. They still get it. You cannot escape it. 
I just got an email from her co-op today saying they're not mandating the vaccines yet. And my reply to them is, well, then if you believe that you can can make my daughter have a medical procedure, then you let me know now and I'll go ahead and withdraw her and get my money back because I just don't believe that is your place. Of course, it's their school, but I, I will gladly take her out and figure something else out because I just cannot justify putting something I don't know what will do to her, her future children, whatever, in her body at this this moment. I, I can't make that decision for her in good conscience. Well, it, it it reminds me too, something I know that we've talked about on the show before in, in different contexts is, you know, we live in a hyper-politicized time and, you know, I, I, I mean, when I was growing up, it was, it was kind of just normal social etiquette, right? Like at the family reunion or Christmas or whatever, you know, you don't, what do you, you know, you don't discuss religion and politics, right? Because there's, <laughs> because, because why allow things that could potentially get heated and cause division between what would otherwise be harmonious people? Why, why allow yeah. that? And so on, on, on the, on the unfortunate situation where those things are are so passionate and heated that people can't go on living together let's just let's just leave those at the door but this is the problem with the people that i kind of view as our opponents in in this political opponents social opponents cultural opponents is that they make everything serious they make everything political and they want to identify their their very way of life as being threatened by you and everything you do and they want to make every issue a matter of life and death and so it's so convenient then right for this to be based around a pandemic around a virus because that gives them sort of carte blanche to say well this is literally a matter of life and death so we we can't ignore this you guys we have to talk about this and then all of a sudden now now this thing that maybe 20 or 30 years ago would have been something that we all just politely agreed to not discuss because we want to remain friends and neighbors now it's yeah. got everyone just at each other's throats. Do do you feel like that that's going to be a serious problem going forward with you know frayed relationships and neighbors not being neighbors and friends not being friends because they just can't let any of this go? I I mean I see it happen as far I mean like online you know friends saying like oh, I had yeah. to unfriend somebody or I was unfriended you know by a good friend of mine who you know yeah. um, because I said this or that and. <laughs> division i mean it, it is it is it's started really with like the whole like you know trump and biden thing or trump thing when he was mm -hmm. elected and then i feel like it, they just found a new way to divide people you know and it's like oh this is a perfect covid you know vaccinated unvaccinated let's feel the fire and i think people just can't keep it to themselves anymore i don't know if they're just so afraid or they just feel superior that they you know you better get vaccinated you know uh, I don't like to talk about it, yeah. you know, like if we're at a place with friends, I'm not trying, I tell the kids like, shh, we're here to hang out. I'm mm -hmm. not trying to get into a discussion about vaccines. We already know how we feel about it. No need to bring it up. You know, yep. I'm not trying to lose friends over this. We are respectful enough to each other to say like, okay, that was your choice. This was our choice to not still love you. Cool. Let's hang out, you know? Um, but I feel like other people just can't help themselves. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a lot of anything offline. But maybe we just don't hang, out, hang around with enough people. Have a lot of Most of our <laughs> friends are internet <laughs> yeah. friends. And, and my non-internet friends don't care. 
and and they, and some of them do care, but they they don't they don't we don't talk about it. They don't push anything on us, and yeah. they and and it seems like they did what they wanted to do, and they're comfortable, they and and they and and they understand the that respect if they're like, safe, if they safe. don't have to worry about us. Yeah. Everybody make their own decision and live your lives, and it's working out for <laughs> our little group of people for now. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, on that note, we're we're running short of time. Time. Uh, where can people go to watch and support Liberty Late Night? Yeah. Uh, most uh, our biggest crowd is on Facebook. We we do most of our interacting there. We have a community group there and stuff like that. But you can also watch us on YouTube. Um, we do a lot of a lot of streaming on float.app, F-L-O-T-E.app. That's where we get to do whatever we want. We have movie night. We have an anarchy night where we just hang out, watch videos and stuff like that. But our big Friday night shows, yeah, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Float, Twitch. 9.30 Eastern. 9.30 Eastern. Everything's yeah. 9.30 Eastern. Everything always 9.30 <laughs> Eastern. <laughs> well, guys, we're going to get you out of here on this one. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thanks us. for having us. Seriously, this was we a lot love of fun. you guys. Yeah. If you were going to be paid $1,000 to take the jab, what would you use your $1,000 on? <laughs> so, we... <laughs> you're leaving this question kind of close-ended. Yeah, <laughs> you're saying that I had to... You're saying the jab was forced on me and they gave me a thousand dollars if if they were gonna if, if they were gonna bribe you what would it take to bribe you to take it it wouldn't be a thousand dollars i don't know that i could because i think if i maybe, maybe it, a, a bitcoin i would probably be worried after getting it just be worried the whole time the rest of my life i figure i figure <laughs> i'm old enough there's a good chance it won't kill me it might do something weird in the future and as long as i have enough money to save up to cover that weird thing that could happen that one weird thing. It's <laughs> one weird trick. He's heard that before. <laughs> well, on that note, guys, you heard it here first. Cereal is a soup. Thank you so much <laughs> for being a part of the show. Guys, we're going to be back to wrap up right after this last commercial break. Tonight's show was sponsored by the Counter-Narrative Report. The CNR is all about bringing you a rational look at the supposed official narratives being peddled by big tech and the corporate press. Cut through the propaganda and enjoy a safe haven for the free expression of ideas, as well as joining a free interactive online forum by visiting the Counter-Narrative Report at www.the-cnr.com. That's www.the-cnr.com. Like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash TV. You can follow me on Twitter. It's twitter.com at TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash TV. Guys, remember, we're now on Odyssey. You can find us at odyssey.com. It's at TV. And if you're more of a listener than a watcher, you can get us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, thanks to Anchor FM. It's anchor.fm slash TV. Sherry, you have a final thought? Yeah, actually, resist. Have some principles. Figure out what you want to do and stay with it. Figure out what you want to do and stay with it. That could have been about anything. (laughs) <laughs> could have been about anything. 
Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of It's Too Late, and we will see you next week.